Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7? Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome in to the second emergency episode of the Prospect Podcast. I am Chris Trapasso of CBSSports.com. And just like the first emergency episode, this one is centered around the future of Deshaun Watson. I'm recording this just a little bit after 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday, January 29th, just to give some context of the timeliness. And this morning, ESPN's Adam Schefter sent out a tweet that was a little bit of a fun hypothetical. Houston trades, and this was not a report, just speculation, a hypothetical. Houston trades Deshaun Watson in the division to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in return, they receive the number one overall pick and the rights to draft Trevor Lawrence. And when I first saw this tweet, I thought, that's not enough. All the suggestions are it's going to take at least three first-round picks and probably four. I personally wouldn't, if I was a GM, would not trade four first-round picks for him. I would cap it at three. And then, but as I kept thinking about that trade, just Watson for number one overall, I started to like it a little bit more. I, I couldn't find a side that was getting completely ripped off in that in a trade with those parameters. Thought about it a little bit more, sent out a couple tweets about it. And then I realized, yeah, the Houston Texans would probably have to ask for a little bit more than that. But I don't think it's that far off from what should and what could ultimately happen with this trade. So this podcast is just trying to unravel or unpack that suggestion from Adam Schefter. And I did follow up on Twitter. I'm just on Twitter at Chris Trapasso. You're probably listening to this podcast through Twitter. 
what I ultimately came up with like an hour later after thinking about this, I think what would be fair for both sides, and there's one important component to this trade that I will get to in a second. Jacksonville gets Deshaun Watson. That's it. Houston Texans get number one overall. They get Jacksonville's second round pick in 2021 and one of their second round picks or a second round pick in 2022. Deshaun Watson goes to the Jags, Houston Texans, number one overall, and then two second rounders. And I get it. It seems like not nearly enough. And I've certainly gotten from both fan bases over the last few hours reasons why it's a terrible trade and just other people that don't have any vested interest saying, oh, it's a brutal trade for the Texans. It's horrific for the Jaguars. And I'll kind of talk through both of those teams and why I think it makes perfect sense. But I have to start with this. Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. And I think throughout history with pro sports, whether it be NBA or NHL or NFL, when we hear the term no trade clause, and it is pretty rare, you have to be a borderline superstar to have one of those in your contract. We think, oh, okay, a, a, a player is going to ax any trade uh, that is sending him to a terrible team. But I think in this case, Deshaun Watson, first off, is clearly livid at Texans owner, Cal McNair, and the whole hiring process, who knows how deep it really goes. Apparently pretty deep. But he also, beyond just sticking it to Cal McNair and the Houston Texans, say the Jets offer three firsts and a couple of seconds and Sam Darnold, he could stick it to the Houston Texans and say, no, I don't want to go there. I'm exercising my no trade clause. But also for Watson even if that's not part of it or only a little part of it, because Watson doesn't seem like a vindictive type of guy. Why would Deshaun Watson want to go to a new team that will be put in a similar situation to the one the Houston Texans are in now without a first round pick, without a second round pick? I mean, a few of the teams like the Jets uh, do have cap space and the Texans are well over the projected cap in 2021. But I think Deshaun Watson is all about the game of football and bettering his career and cementing his legacy as an NFL quarterback. And he moves to the Jets. He gets moved to the Jets. And then all of a sudden they have no first round picks. They have only one second rounder after having extra second round picks. And they're not like there'll be that built in excuse that they can't build around him because of how much they sent away in the trade. That's what I think people are kind of forgetting that it has to be the right landing spot for Deshaun Watson for a multitude of reasons, the right coach, the right uh, uh, respected organization, and just he can force the Houston Texans to not just get the best possible offer and take that because they could accept it and then they have to show it to Deshaun Watson and he could say no I don't want to go there that's too much I don't want that team to be behind the eight ball like we have been in Houston so it's important to remember that the no trade clause 
gives Watson unprecedented power in this potentially unprecedented or what would be an will be an unprecedented trade. Here's why I think the trade makes sense for Jacksonville. I'll start with them. They get to Sean Watson and Urban Meyer. Yeah, he built up Bowling Green in Utah and did a great job at Florida and certainly Ohio State. But I think he understands. He's a brilliant coach. He was an awesome recruiter, I think, too. That was a big part of his success at a lot of those schools. But winning at Bowling Green, winning at Utah, I think he understands. And just being in the media for the past couple seasons, he understands that, yeah, there's really nowhere to go but up for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But if by like year two, the Jaguars aren't really competing yet for at least a playoff spot, he'll be on the hot seat. He's going to come in with a crazy amount of expectations there in Florida. And he understand. I would believe that Urban Meyer understands, if I can understand this, that he gets that he needs to win now. Maybe not go for broke in 2021, but that there's not a three, four, five, six-year rebuild that's completely fine and you'll be insulated from any criticism or being placed on the hot seat. So they get to Sean Watson. And what they're giving up in my suggestion, number one overall, obviously, and two second round picks. The first in 2021, fortunately for the Jaguars, they have two second round picks. Oh, and by the way, they have two first round picks. So they would send number one overall in the division to Houston for the Texans to pick Trevor Lawrence, but they would still have number 25 overall. So they could, if they want to add a left tackle to protect Deshaun Watson, if they want to add some more defense to a unit that was not very good last year, they could do that. Then in round two, they have two first round picks for the Yannick Ngakwe trade. Whichever one the Houston Texans or the Jaguars decide it should be in the trade, whatever, that's fine. But one of those two second rounders that still allows the Jacksonville Jaguars to pick another marquee talent at the top of round two or later in round two. Then in 2022, you don't have any extra picks early on, but you send away that second round pick that certainly would hurt the rebuild a little bit, but let's not forget what the rest of the 2021 draft class looks like or the draft capital looks like for Jacksonville. Like I said, two first rounders, two second rounders, one third, two fourth round picks, three fifth round picks, thanks to the Ronnie Harrison trade, or I'm sorry, two fifth round picks, a sixth uh, and two seventh rounders. They do not have a sixth. They have a ton of draft capital. Sorry, I, I was looking on a website just to be sure um, that I had that right. I believe they do only have two fifth rounders and two seventh rounders. But those early picks inside the top 100, top 150, two first rounders, two second rounders, and two fourth rounders. They have plenty. They have more than enough capital in the draft to build around Deshaun Watson. There's a lot of thought that that's not uh that they would be not having enough ammunition to build this team up a team that has a lot of holes and 
on the free agent market in this year where so many more teams than we've ever seen have been worried about, man, we're over the cap. How are we going to get under this cap that's dropping $20 million instead of increasing $10 million like it has each of the last seven off seasons? The Jacksonville Jaguars $73 million in cap space. So they're one of the few teams, along with Colts, Jets, Patriots, Washington football team, Cincinnati Bengals, Buccaneers, Dolphins, Chargers, that all have like more than or right around 20 million all the way up to the Jaguars with $73 million in cap space. They can spend, they can sign free agents, they can sign marquee free agents. So you certainly, if you're the Jaguars in the division, you're not trying to help the Houston Texans get out of this gigantic hole that they're in. But I don't think that would be giving too much to the Houston Texans. And I think Deshaun Watson would accept it. He would probably like playing the Houston Texans twice a season. And he probably would not exercise the no trade clause because he's not entering a team that has been gutted in the draft. As for the Houston Texans, like everything that I just said about the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think it makes absolute perfect sense for them. You get the franchise quarterback, you have LaVisca Chanel, you have DJ Chark, you send some picks over, but not a ton of marquee picks. You have extra picks that you are fine with moving them to Houston. You're not saving a rival franchise from what could be three to five years of being one of the worst teams in the league. And your rebuild can still happen with your new head coach. And yeah, Deshaun Watson's going to cost money. He's going to eat into that $73 million a little bit. But they're in a position where that compensation to the Texans would work. Now on the Houston side of things, it's easy to think, yeah, they need to get three first-round picks or four first-round picks or three first-rounders and a quarterback like Tua or Sam Darnold or a really good young player who has multiple years on a cheap rookie deal, Deshaun Watson. And sure, maybe Deshaun Watson might say, yeah, I'll go wherever. I just need to get out. But I think, again, he's more calculated than that. He understands uh, that that would hurt his future as a player. And I think he's all about football. I will be surprised at this point if the Houston Texans actually get three first round picks for Deshaun Watson because of that no trade clause. So if you're the Houston Texans, you get number one overall, you get the right to draft Trevor Lawrence. That is a PR win just as much as it is a win on the field because a lot of your fans have to be pretty livid right now. You get to draft Trevor Lawrence Best quarterback prospect we've seen since at least Andrew Locke. I think he's better than Andrew Locke, maybe since Peyton Manning. And right now you're looking at no first round pick, no second round pick. Thank you, Bill O'Brien. And you're well over around 40 million over the 2021 salary cap. And. Sorry, actually, they're only like 18 million over. I was thinking in 2022. They only have like $42 million in cap space, which is the lowest amount in the NFL. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking 40 
over. They're 17, right around $18 million over the cap. If they get rid of J.J. Watt, they're back down to zero. But then you're, you don't have J.J. Watt anymore, and you can't really sign anyone, and you don't have a first-round pick, and you don't have a second-round pick. So what are you doing? How are you rebuilding? So you get number one overall, and then you get a second rounder. You don't have one of those. You get a second rounder from the Jaguars. If I was Nick Casario, I would ask for that first second round pick that's at number 33 overall from Jacksonville. So then you would kind of almost have like two first rounders. Like everyone says those picks in the mid to late thirties are almost like first round picks anyway. And I'll probably say it on this podcast or on radio spots. And I'll write it that usually from like selections is 15 to 20 to like 45. The players are not that different in terms of their talent. So you would be able to recoup a little bit of your draft capital. And then as you go into 2022, you have your full draft. Bill O'Brien didn't mortgage the future that far ahead. And you would be looking at, okay, we have Trevor Lawrence. Texans are not going to be that good next year. We have Trevor Lawrence. Say he plays well, but the team goes 3-13, and 4-12, and 5-11. and 11. But now we're looking at, okay, we have Deshaun Watson's huge salary off our books. So that helps things a little bit. And now we have a first-rounder, and we have two second-rounders. You're starting to build what needs what you need to have to execute a rebuilding process in Houston. And that is definitely what the Houston Texans need to do. And it would allow you to build around Trevor Lawrence. You still have Laramie Tunsil making a lot of money at that point. By 2022, you would assume that Jay is not going to be on the team anymore. And I think everything financially, I don't think we can really write off the fact that Deshaun Watson his cap number in 2022 is 40.4 million. So that's a big reason. I mean, if he's on the team and you're the Texans, yeah, that's great. You have an elite quarterback, but if he's not on the team, then you have a lot more money. And that $40.4 million is a big reason why you're the team right now in 2022 that has the fewest amount of cap dollars. So I think that would be the perfect trade for both of these teams. Just to reiterate, it would not be the Jaguars helping out and saving a rival as a sinking ship. It would be a trade that Deshaun Watson would likely say yes to, and that is key. And 99% of the trades that we see are in there's no trade there is not a no trade clause included so it's just the teams agree to a trade and the player has to go to his new team yeah he can gripe about his contract or say he doesn't want to go but in almost every case he ultimately does and things work out so Deshaun Watson would be okay with that because of how the Jaguars are set up with all those extra picks from the Jalen Ramsey trade the Yannick Ngakwe trade Ronnie Harrison trades to send these extra picks that they have laying around. Especially that one in the second round of the 2021 draft. And they actually would be getting Deshaun Watson at somewhat of a discount based on just his, what is perceived to be, let's call it his face value 
on the free agent market or on the trade market. And yeah, I mean, this is not probably not great for Houston uh, compared to what in theory they could ultimately receive based on that face value. But Deshaun Watson can say no. And yeah, there is an outside chance that the Texans can just stand firm and they can just find Deshaun Watson. He's going to lose out on money, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't see that being a scenario that is really likely at all because the one problem with that is the Houston Texans were buoyed by Deshaun Watson this season and they only went 4-12. and 12. Imagine if the Houston Texans and Nick Casario and David Culley, their new GM and their new head coach, are part of a united front against Deshaun Watson. They say, we're not trading him. We don't care if he sits out. We're just going to fine him. He's not going to make his money. And we're going to try to find another quarterback and build this thing. They're going to go one in 15 and it will just be so bad from a PR standpoint, from a season ticket standpoint, they would just be raked through the coals every single week. And rightfully so. So I think Deshaun Watson going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, number one overall comes back to the Houston Texans. One of Jacksonville's two round two selections in 2021. And then next year's second round pick to give the Houston Texans two second rounders in 2022 makes absolute perfect sense. It would be crazy to see an inter intra division trade go down like this and talk about unprecedented to have a 25 year old elite franchise quarterback get moved. How about inside the division? It's been a while since that's happened. I think this is like my favorite trade proposal. I'm a huge trade proposal guy, like love throwing out suggestions on Twitter. And I think this one from Adam Schefter, I mean, I think if there was really some legitimate legs to it, he would have reported it. But I think if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is the trade compensation package that you should offer to the Houston Texans and really to Deshaun Watson. And if you're the Houston Texans and if you're Deshaun Watson, I think you look at it and you say, you know what? Instead of dragging this thing out and trying and hoping to get a better trade compensation package from the Miami Dolphins or the Carolina Panthers or the New York Jets that Watson might say no to, let's do it. Let's make this trade and sure, every single Jaguars Texans game will be very difficult for the Houston Texans fans to watch. But you know what would ease the pain a little bit? If the Houston Texans have Trevor Lawrence, they have more cap space. They have the number 33 overall pick, let's say, in the 2021 draft. If they do get that first of Jacksonville's two second round picks and they are able to build their team around Trevor Lawrence with a full allotment of 2022 draft picks, along with an extra second rounder that they received in the trade, along with the cap relief that will come with having Trevor Lawrence on a cheap rookie deal as compared to a $40.4 million cap number for Deshaun Watson next season. All right, that will do it for the second emergency episode of the prospect podcast. 
Remember, every Tuesday and Thursday are the regularly scheduled prospect podcast. Most of the time, it's going to be myself, Chris Trapasso, with Matthew Collar of Purple Insider, talking draft, talking young NFL players. Really, after the Super Bowl, we're going to be full on NFL draft. We might talk about free agency a little bit, um, but really talking about young players will mostly stay away from that. And then you'll get some flying solo episodes from me, emergency episodes like this one, maybe one this Deshaun Watson trade actually goes down. I'll hop on again for another one of these. All right, that'll do it for me. I'm Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports. Thank you for listening.